This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And now back to our team coverage of the 2022 Bank of America Chicago Marathon on Sports Radio 670 The Score, presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike. Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, Wanda Sports, NBC5 Chicago, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss, Jenny Spangler, and Greg Meyer. The Chicago Marathon is on the air. Welcome back to the Scores coverage of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon and today's 44th running. Good morning, good Sunday morning. I'm Josh Liss, joined by our expert crew, including my two co-hosts, Jenny Spangler, U.S. Olympian and area running coach, and past Chicago Marathon winner and distance running Hall of Famer Greg Meyer. We've also got Chris Weirman on our broadcast covering the lead males. He's an accomplished distance runner and area coach. And Trenere Moser, a five-time U.S. champ, retired Athlete and NCAA All-American is following the lead women for the second time. We've also got Gabe Ramirez, familiar to Scoreheads, reporter on our lead vehicle. We're going to check in with everybody shortly. Want to let you know the start of this great race is coming up a little later this hour and the finish in that 9 a.m. hour. And we're live 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. We're taking you to 10 a.m. here on 670 The Score. Last year's 43rd running took place after the COVID-19 pandemic forced the cancellation in 2020. A record 45,900 finished the 19 race. Last year's field shrunk to 26,000 plus, but this year back to about 40,000, 41,000 runners as we get back to sort of normal running season here in Chicago. We're getting close to the start of this thing, Jenny Spangler. I want to bring in you bring you in first. What's got you most excited at this juncture? Well, we've been talking about the weather all morning and that's what I'm excited about. It is American record worthy, this weather, course record, world record, PRs all over the place. Greg, we're going to give the weather a record if it stays this, this crisp. <laughs> you know what? It's a beautiful day. Uh, it, you know, the, it's a no excuse day. You know, it, 
if something goes wrong, it's on you today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go out to the leads where the elites are warming up for the start of their race in just less than half an hour. Chris Weirman on board with us for the fourth year in a row. You've done this before. What's, uh, what are you spying up by the elites as they loosen up? They are finishing their, their preparation. Warm-ups are done uh, in terms of their jogging. So now it's stretching, getting their shoes, as, as Greg had said earlier, tightened in the way that they want, last-minute shakedowns. Uh, these athletes are machines, and they are ready to perform, and it is time. So a few more minutes, and when we, the, that gun goes off, these machines are going to be revving. They're going to be fine. And Trenier Moser, you're up near the lead women. They're sort of co-mingling at the start of the start line up Columbus Drive near the Art Institute. They'll be heading north. I know there's a southwest sort of little bit of a breeze, about 8, 10 miles per hour. Are you looking into the eyes of some of these competitors? What are you drawing out from what you see right now? The sun is up. There is a little bit of a breeze out here, but the athletes are getting that last preparation in. Um, this is the last time they'll be able to talk to their coaches and agents just to get that last bit of confidence, go over that race strategy um, before they head to the starting line. So it's just bubbling with energy over here of just everyone just getting ready, um, ready for that gun to go off. Thanks, Trenier. We'll catch up with you in a moment. We'll see if Ruth Chepengedich will start as fast as she did last year where she won this race wire to wire. Let's catch up now with Gabe Ramirez. Uh, hey, are you dressing warm? What, what's the outfit, Gabe? And what's, uh, what's the game plan on the back of the lead truck for you today? What are you looking forward to on your first marathon lead vehicle experience? You know, I'm treating it like a cold February winter day in Chicago. I got my long johns. I got my gloves on me. I'm prepared. Real Chicagoan knows how to dress for these kinds of situations. So I'm good, man. I'm here on Columbus, right on the northbound lanes, right in Monroe, looking at the starting line. You see some of the uh, participants in the wheelchair division ready to go. And I think they're, they're just like everyone else, guys. These elements aren't going to affect their performance. These are, are athletes that are going to uh, do their best and, and despite the weather. So we're looking forward to a good race. And, and luckily, I got my hand warmers, too, Josh. Yes, so do I, Gabe. So uh, we've got that in common. <laughs> We're not just on the air together today on the scores coverage of the 44th Bank of America Chicago Marathon. All right, Gabe, Trenier, Chris, you guys get loaded up. You're going to be rolling out of here pretty soon. What I want to do is I want to bring in one of our guests now. It is Megan Wright with Tata Consultancy Services, a big friend of this race and longtime sponsor. Hi, Megan. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? We're good. It's Josh Liss, Greg Meyer, and Jenny Spangler. We're going to call the start of this race in just a little bit, but we've got a moment with you. We want to know about Tata Consultancy Services and this relationship with the Chicago Marathon. Uh, what's been the secret to it lasting so long? Um, TCS has been sponsoring the Chicago Marathon since 2010, and as part of our sponsorship, we are the creator of the official race app, which is just an invaluable tool for both runners and spectators on race day and race weekends. And, you know, we just really are so privileged to be able to deliver this tool to make everyone's race experience that much better. And TCS is not only committed to the Bank of America Chicago Marathon, but also to the state of Illinois. We have um, 3,000 employees based in Illinois, including 1,100 that were hired in the last five years. So we are really committed to um, our offices here and helping digitally transform um, the clients that we work with here. What's your race day experience going to be? And does Tata have some folks in the field today? Yeah, yeah. So we've already had a really full race morning. We were visiting with our runners at the start. I'm actually sitting at the finish line now. 
and we have a wonderful team of runners, including a group of our Team CCS teachers, which is um, a program we run where we invite teachers from um, the community to come run with CCS and give them a really VIP experience. We're talking with Megan Wright with Tata Consultancy Services, and we're going to let you go, but we want to know on that race day app, that's so important, the app. It's a lot about the million or so people along the course tracking runners. Uh, how does that set up on the app, and what's what else is so great about that app? Yeah, the app's fantastic. Um, it allows for unlimited runner tracking, so if you have friends, family, colleagues that are running, track them all. You can track anyone in the elite field. Uh, TCS actually, for the first time ever, is sponsoring a woman in the pro field, Susanna Sullivan, so be sure to track her as well. But the app has a lot of really great features, including a digital cheer card. So if you go through the app and go to interactive and then TCS cheer card uh, and create a cheer for your runners, they'll actually see it on the course at mile 24. So make sure, make sure you do that for your friends and family. They'll really love it. That sounds pretty cool. They think of everything now, guys. That's good stuff. <laughs> Megan, enjoy your race day experience. It is really beautiful out here. A little chilly, but great for running. Megan Wright with Tata Consultancy Services. Thanks for your time. Thanks so much. Have a great race day, everybody. Good, good. Yes, we will. The start of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon is coming up soon. The chairs are going to get going in about 10 minutes, and the men and women will be off at 7.30 this morning. One of the other storylines of this great race, guys, we talked about Dan Romanchuk going for four in a row, but America's best chances. And we talked with Galen Rupp, last year's second-place finisher, about Connor Mance. And then we also brought up the American on the women's side. That would be Emily Sisson. So I'd like to talk about Emily for a moment. She's 30 years old. She's obviously an American, lives in Providence, Rhode Island. What do we know about Emily's training and how she may be trending, Jenny, towards this race today? Well, she um, has a lot of great track experience, which lends itself well for this course. Um, she's also, she's got the American record for the half marathon, 107. Um, good indication that she's ready to run a fast marathon. Her goal is, her ultimate goal today is to break 220. And if you know, the American record is 219.12. So, 220, break 220. She's got a great shot at that American record. Um, she does not overrace the marathon. Her last marathon um, race was actually in Atlanta at the uh, Olympic trials for 2020. She did not finish that race, and it's really, really bothered her that she had to drop out. Um, so she is really ready to run this one. She's mentally prepared and just really wants to go after it. Yeah, we're talking about Emily Sisson, a 30-year-old American, native of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yeah, Milwaukee, Wisconsin native Emily Sisson, one of the top Americans in the field, which means we had to ask her when we met with Emily a few weeks ago, was she Bears or was she Packers? And wouldn't you know, she gave us the right answer. And it was both. <laughs> so she, she continued to please us, and she continued to please members of her family. No, she actually said her family was pretty split uh, among both sides of the Cheddar Curtain. But here's a two-time NCAA, NCAA champion at Providence College, Greg, a 2020 Olympian in the 10,000 meters who set a record during the trials. Earlier this year in May in Indianapolis, like Jenny mentioned, she set the American half marathon record 107.11. Emily Sisson may threaten the U.S. record today, but I think if she does break Cara D'Amato's 219.12 or goes under 220 like D'Amato did in Houston earlier this year, 
that could be good enough for Emily to win this thing. It could be, you know, depending on how things go up front with Ruth and how fast she goes out and what that does to the rest of the field. If Emily runs smart, uh, she could be placing, if not first, certainly in the top three. And, you know, being a Midwest grown athlete, this weather's perfect for her. I mean, she loves this. Minutes away from the start of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. It's Josh Liss, Greg Meyer, Jenny Spangler at the finish line. Let's bring in 32-year race director, Carrie Pinkowski. How are you, Carrie? at this point? You're getting ready to wave that starting flag? We're ready to go, Josh. Everything is, uh, is uh, on schedule, and uh, I'm just up here at the start line. I'm uh, looking at the athletes putting their finishing touches on, uh, putting their, whether they're going to wear a hat or a glove or what their, what their final touches of the race uniform are this morning. Probably discard most of that after after a few miles. But uh, just so proud of everybody that's uh, played a role in this, uh, the planning process from the city and uh, all the agencies that, that pull this together. So we're ready to go. The tradition continues, 44th running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Hey, Kerry, what's the number one thing you hope for once the race starts? You know, it, it's it's... We really have a year-round planning cycle with this, and um, you know, you build this, and obviously the tradition of the elite athletes is, is important. But you just you, you hope that the chemistry of the competition takes takes you know takes hold, and uh, everybody has a good good time. I mean, there's there's uh, it's going to be a magical day. We've got uh, a little bit of a tailwind coming out of the south, which is which is good. It'll, uh, it'll be uh, aiding on the way north, but just a, just a safe, great day, and everything. Uh, everybody has a wonderful time. Yeah, and we're talking about one of the top Americans in the women's field, Carrie, Emily Sisson. What are you hearing about her and her sort of form entering this race and whether or not she can threaten that U.S. record or not? Well, you know, the thing about Emily that impressed me is she, she made her decision to come to Chicago very early. Uh, you know, uh, midwinter, uh, we were contacted by, uh, by her, and, uh, you know, she's she very, been very methodical in her preparation and coming to Chicago. I think she's got some... some uh, some pretty aggressive goals. Um, you know, we, we had uh, we have, we had Kira D'Amato in town here, Joan Samuelson and Dina Castor. Those are the three uh, more the successive American record holders. So she was in she was a, in and around greatness. Joan set the American record here. Dina, American former American record holder um, here in Chicago. So there's that atmosphere here, and being around these great athletes this this past week, I think that's kind of energized her. But her preparation has been meticulous. She set the American record in the half marathon. The guys that are going to pace her this morning are the guys that paced her for her half marathon record. I think she's come out here and, you know, she's from the Midwest, so this this weather's perfect. I think she's got, uh, I think she's got the American record in mind. Well, nobody's won the Chicago Marathon more than Tatiana McFadden in a wheelchair. McFadden Mania is back. Who's her top challengers today in the in the women's wheelchair field, which is getting ready to start, Carrie, in just about five minutes. I think you got to look at Susanna Scaroni. I mean, she's she's uh, she's got a vibe about her. I mean, I think she's the heir apparent. She's come through the through the Illinois University of Illinois program. I mean, she's been around Tatiana. She's trained with Tatiana. Um, I think it's it's her time. I, I think she's the one to, to watch. Um, she thinks of Chicago as her hometown race, so um, we'll, we'll we'll watch her with great anticipation. She was in the hunt just a couple seconds out of the win in. in uh, in London last week, so um, got to look for her. 
All right, race director Kerry Pinkowski. I know you're not going to be singing the national anthem or anything, but you've got other important duties to do before waving the start flag in this race. So go into your uh, position, and we'll catch up with you in just a little while on our broadcast. So thanks for the time here as we get going. Guys, our first hour and a quarter are flying by, but we're only minutes away from the start of this great race. So why don't we take a pause, catch our breath, get loose, and let you know that we're here until 10 a.m. on our broadcast of the 44th Bank of America Chicago Marathon. It's Josh Liss with our cast of experts back after this on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Now back to our team coverage of the 2022 Bank of America Chicago Marathon on Sports Radio 670 The Score, presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, Wanda Sports, NBC5 Chicago, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss, Jenny Spangler, and Greg Meyer. Only seconds away from the start of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon with the wheelchair division. The men will go off at 20 after in just about a moment or two. Guys, the defending champion Dan Romanchuk is in the field. He shook off Marcel Hoog, the silver bullet, by just a second or so last year. And the women's winner for the ninth time last year and back aiming for a tenth title is Tatiana McFadden. The wheelchair racers are about to get off. The University of Illinois is one of the places that some of these stars are out of. And it's that U of I wheelchair coach Adam Bleakney who gets a lot of attention, Jenny, for coaching up these folks. Oh, absolutely. The University of Illinois wheelchair program has just taken off over the last decade. They produced just some fantastic racers and many of them are in this field right now today. Like Tatiana McFadden, Susanna Scaroni and others, Dan Romanchuk, they are ready to go with helmets on, gloves and hands on those wheels. The Bank of America Chicago Marathon's wheelchair race in 2022 about to start. There's anticipation, and they're off and rolling. The men's division underway. Defending champion Dan Romanchuk, 24 years old, the face of the place, hoping to hang on and outdistance himself from the silver bullet, the 36-year-old from Switzerland, Marcel Hoog. That silver bullet was second last year in Chicago, and in his two Chicago Marathon championships coming in 2016 and 17, they were blazing fast as well. So the young Roman Chuck is underway, hoping to hold off Hoog in the men's chair race. Uh, Marcel is just an incredible athlete, and I know Daniel's won here the last three years, but when you look at Hughes' history of racing, across all of the world Abbott majors. It's incredible how many he's won. At times he's won every major race in a given year. Um, just a tough, tough athlete and Daniel is gonna have his work cut out for him again today if he wants to defend his title. Um, having lost to him the last couple of weeks. So. Yeah, that's right. Marcel Hoog will be right on his tail. We expect those two to be in the mix. Tatiana McFadden and Susanna Scarroni are just underway in the women's wheelchair race. Can McFadden mania continue in a 10th championship this year? Well, with Tatiana, yes, it can, but she's going to have 
you know, with uh, as in the men's chair race, there's, she's going to have her work cut out from her. Susanna Scaroni is the next up and con coming uh, chair racer. She raced Berlin. She's raced London. She's on a roll right now. So I think uh, it'll come down to the wire. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll we see. shall see. We shall see. Tatiana McFadden was adopted from a rough and or Russian orphanage as a child. Uh, she was paralyzed from a young age. Uh, Susanna Scaroni, a uh, car accident at age five is where she suffer suffered a spinal cord injury that affected her legs. She became an athlete after that. And then a tough break for Scaroni. She was in a car accident just over a year ago, guys. And uh, since rehabbing from that has been setting blazing fast records, Susanna Scaroni's spirit is definitely back and so is her health. You know, so many of these wheelchair athletes have these incredible stories that they've overcome and used athletics to sort of rebuild their life. You know, when I was reading through some of the bios, John Boy Smith was shot in the back because somebody thought he was a poacher. When he was 16, 16 years, years old. old. Yeah. And just rededicated himself to doing other things. Uh, it, it just, that human spirit of wanting to keep going is incredible. And I think it's manifest in the wheelchair athletes who are out here today. It's just, it's inspiring to me. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, um, you know, I was talking to Aaron Pike yesterday, one of our chair racers, and, you know, going back to just talking about the race itself today, he said there's whispers of a course record. Um, so they're hoping to go out fast today, 19 miles per hour. Can you imagine? I mean, that's fast. That's some wind in your face right there. <laughs> it's, it's fast. Goodness gracious. So good luck to the chair racers. The approximate finish for the chair winners is about 8.45 and 9 a.m. We're live on the air till 10. We'll have all the blow-by-blow and the action for you and the finishes here on Sports Radio 670. The score with Greg Meyer and Jenny Spangler. It's Josh Liss. We're down by the finish line. I want to bring in one of our next guests now. It's Kathy Scherer with Deloitte. Big events we all enjoy, like the marathon. Don't go down without the generous support and talents of the friendly partners of this rate. Deloitte is a company that provides professional services, accounting, consulting, auditing, and more worldwide. And the vice chair and central marketplace leader, Catherine Scherer, joins us now on our race day broadcast. Good morning, Kathy. Nice to talk with you again. Yeah, great to be talking to you, too. Yeah, and uh, very exciting. You could say that again, and the weather's cooperating. Uh, how are you spending race day? And let us in on uh, why it's so important for Deloitte to attach itself to the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, I am spending race day on uh, right in my front lawn here at the corner of Sedgwick and Wisconsin. So I'm uh, right in between mile, 11, uh, mile 10 and mile 11. And uh, just getting really excited to see the wheelchair racers come sprinting past pretty soon. And, uh, yeah, Deloitte, we are so excited and happy to be sponsoring the marathon. It uh, really means a lot to our people. Uh, we want to be making an impact in the communities where we live and work. And so uh, this event is just really special to us, given all the runners that are running for great causes and the support of the athletes. About how many people in Deloitte's running club are out there today, and uh, what, why is that so meaningful for the company? Yeah, we have a running club of over 250 people, and they 
They run uh, throughout the year, a lot of different races. And we have over 20 runners today that will be running the marathon. And in addition to running, you know, some of them for really good causes, it's um, very consistent with our approach to well-being and that, you know, we believe for our employees to really bring their best, they've got to be physically, mentally, spiritually well. And so this is a, a way that people can contribute to that. Enjoy watching the race from your neighborhood and good luck to the folks running from Deloitte today. Deloitte's Kathy Scherer on the line on our race day broadcast. Thanks for the time, Kathy. Thank you. Bye-bye. You got it. You got it. Uh, many great sponsors go into helping this race get off the ground and the men's and women's wheelchair racers are off and running heading north along this course. They'll go up towards Lincoln Park and then take the deep dive south back all the way into the south side of the city. The start of the men's and women's elite fields is just a few minutes away. The introductions are being made, and Jenny Spangler and Greg Meyer, what's going through the minds of these top runners at this precise moment with only seconds left before the starting whistle? Right now, they're trying to just stay warm and calm. Um, just make sure they're in their own mental headspace, and uh, yeah, just get ready to go. Want the gun to go off. Just please, just get us in the corral and let us go. You know, it, all these months and weeks of training, just let us go. Just let us go. The men's course record set by Dennis Cometto in 2013 is unlikely to be threatened, guys, because it's 2.03.45. Do you imagine, even with the ripe conditions today, that anybody could touch Cometto's 2013 2.03.45, Greg? You never know. You don't know with how the race develops, if they go out fast. Um, you could have one or two guys that all of a sudden have that rare day where everything is just right. And you never know when that happens, but if you get one or two guys out there that all of a sudden realize, this is my rare day, you know, it's not hurting. You could see a fast time like that. You could see something incredible. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past anybody. You know, look at Ruth Chebengedich last year. She went after it. Um, didn't quite, you know, happen for her. But if you've got, like Greg said, a couple guys that can work off each other, especially late in the race, anything's possible. What just struck me, though, I was looking at my notes, and I realized the American record that Emily set is 107 and change. She's got to do that twice in order to set the Emily world Sisson's record. Half yeah. so, she, so the Americans got a little bit of work to do. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought it was interesting. We had discussed uh, yesterday about this whole concept of running for time versus running for place. And some of the guys have talked about, we want to run sub 205, we want to run sub 206. Some of the guys have said, we want to win. So it'll be interesting how that all shakes out. It's Gale the 44th running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon on Sports Radio 670. The score, the start of the elite race is only a moment or two away, Greg. You know, Galen Rupp talked about that uh, the other night. We had a long discussion, and he said, you know, his mindset was always, I would rather run 2.9 or 2.10 and win than run 2.04 and get eighth. But I think that you can only get that mentality when you have the confidence to think you can win. And I think Connor Matz right now has to build that confidence. Maybe not today, 
But down the line, when he steps back here again, he'll say, I have the confidence to win. Yeah, 25-year-old like uh, Connor Mance making his marathon debut in Chicago. It was interesting to talk to Galen Rupp, who'd rather win with a slower time or a podium with a slower time than set a blazing fast time and not get to the podium. Sort of the inside running point of view right there. I like that from you, Greg. All right, at the starting line right now, you've got defending champion Seifu Tura and the field. You've got defending women's champion Ruth Chepengedich and the rest of the field behind them. The elites, Jenny, are setting their watches. Uh, they're keeping their own time there? Oh, absolutely. Well, yes, we all do. Even though there's clocks all over the course, you got to mm -hmm. have your watch Keep going. Your own official you time. Record it later. Seconds away from the start of the race. Remember, we had a smaller version last year because we bounced back after the cancellation from the pandemic. 41,000 runners are estimated to be filling up the starting line right now. And the horn has sounded. We're off and running at the 44th Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Ruth Chepengedich looking for back-to-back -back titles. And on the men's side, Seifu Tura aiming for a repeat championship. This is the moment we've been waiting a year for, Greg and Jenny. They're running again. Finally, Yay. finally. <laughs> you know, and it's just... It's always an emotional sort of moment to see, you know, to see them take off, you know. And the well, 40 years ago, you won this race. It was 1982. Happy anniversary to you, Greg Meyer. It's, big, <laughs> it's been a little different uh, uh, making our way into modern marathon running, but, you know, this race doesn't happen without someone like you, you know, adding a brick and building the bricks brick by brick to where we get here well, today. you know, I, 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 again, a You could just say thank you. you know, thank you. <laughs> but, you know, okay. a credit to Kerry and his staff and all of the people yeah. here because... They did build it brick by brick, and it is one of the finest races, obviously, in the world. And that's why you have 41,000 people who get in. There's a lot of people who don't get in mm -hmm. because there's so many more entries that want to be here at the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. It just It's exciting always to be here. The elite field and the wheelchair runners and racers are all underway for just the last few moments. The Bank of America Chicago Marathon has started. They're winding their way through the course. And Jenny, as we know, every year they make a little tweaks to the course. It's not the same every year. They make little additions and little changes. And this year, the course did have a couple of alterations. What can you add? Um, well, I think for me, the most significant change is when they're well into the race um, down toward the south side. They um, actually move over to Michigan Avenue earlier than they usually do. And I always, when I ran here, enjoyed that last Michigan Avenue stretch. You know, it's just one straight shot down. So I think it's a really good... Uh, course change that Kerry has made for this year. You know, I, 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 I hate to go back to the weather again, but one of the things I just noticed in some of the shots is you can see the crowds are out early because it's good weather. That energizes the athletes. It keeps them, it, 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 that excitement stays. You know, people say, well, I never heard you yell, but they hear the noise. They can feel it out there. And I think that really helps these athletes uh, especially in the second half of the race. 1.7 million estimated on-course spectators. Wow, that's amazing. And 
to go back to that uh, course change, the winds are a little bit south-southwest today, so getting over to Michigan Avenue earlier and heading south toward that finish line is going to be a real pick-me-up for the runners. There are six bridges along the course, and you don't want to necessarily get your foot caught in one of those grates over the bridge if you've ever walked across one of these Chicago drawbridges. So, Greg, they lay a carpet down. They do, and, you know, they... At the technical meeting yesterday, they talked about, you know, what side of the bridge the carpet would be on so that they can get over those things. Because it does, especially with these light shoes that they have now and things, you can feel that those ridges of those grates unless you have that carpet. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they accommodate the runners so well here. They think of everything. We're only minutes into the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. It is happening for the 44th time. The sun is up and along the finish line here on Columbus Drive. Jenny, Greg, and myself, Josh, we are having a ball. I know the course changes are something to concentrate on, but will there be a change on the, on the podium when it comes to the women's race? Earlier, we talked about Ruth versus the field. Ruth Chepengedich versus the field. She's the defending champ with the fifth fastest all-time marathon coming on her record, a PR in Dubai 2019, a 217.08. She's also our pick, all of our picks, Chris Trader, Jenny Gregg, and my pick. Ruth is to win today. Absolutely. She just phenomenal competitor. She likes to go after the fast time. She likes to compete. She likes to win. I just, yes, she's going to have some challenges today, but I think in the end, she's going to pull out the victory. You know, if anyone in this field has a target on them, it's her because everybody's picking her to win. So, you know, there's, there's that added pressure, but with that pressure also comes sort of the ability to intimidate some people because everybody knows, you know, hey, she's won here before. Yeah. She's really good. Do you dare keep up with That's Ruth right. It's Ranked second in the world marathon rankings. You know, sometimes people ask, how do you call a marathon when you're sitting at a table near the finish line? And I tell them, well, we've got monitors in front of us. We've got multiple pictures. I don't know how many, a dozen different video feeds from along the course. We also have expert reporters out along the course, including Chris Weirman, who's covering the lead males. Chris, we're off and running. What's your point of view? Well, as expected, the Pacers are right in front and the crowd of uh, elite athletes are right behind them. We went through the first mile around 440. Last year, we were 442. Uh, so even though it's a little bit cooler, the pace is starting out to be about the same. Greg was absolutely right. There is a ton of people out here. I think we're going to see much bigger crowds pushing these athletes along. It should be very exciting. But right now, the athletes are really going to have to try to temper their uh, their emotions because as we run into the loop these first three miles it is going to be very loud and they are going to be feeling very good and so staying under control and letting the pacers do their job to get them into their rhythm is going to be very important chris um i see connor mance is right up there with that top group do you feel like he's running within his his level is he going out a little bit too fast or is he right where he needs to be you know, based on everything that we have heard, he may be running a little bit fast. However, if he is feeling as good as we've heard, and if he is as strong and tough as we've heard, then him going out and taking a chance is something that elite athletes have to do. And he might be setting himself up either for a great run or a very big struggle at the end. But he looks like he's going to just mix it up, and we'll have to see when we get into the miles five to eight if he's still up there with the lead pack. 
25-year-old American Connor Mance right there, Greg. You know, he's right there, but if, in fact, they went out at 447 pace, that's just a hair, that's maybe 30 seconds faster for the half that he wanted to be at. So, you know, it's, it's the first mile of a long day, and I think he will settle into his pace, and uh, it's too early. The first mile, you really don't get a feel for how you're doing until about mile six or eight. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So I'm not worried about his early um, uh, pace right there. I think he's in a great place. He's running free. He's fine. And we're just getting started at the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Chris Weirman, you're out in front of Connor Mance and the elite men, including defending champ Seifu Tura, and we'll check back with you shortly. Let's go over to Trenier Moser, who's following the lead women, including defending champion Ruth Chepengedich, and anyone else, Trenier, that uh, is daring to keep up with her possible speed at this point? Uh, how is the start of the women's race gone? Um, I'm still wait I'm out front, um, way ahead of the women, so I'm still waiting to see them, but the energy on the streets is absolutely amazing. The marathon is back. Um, last year, that was the whole thing. It was just this big unknown on the energy of the race and how the athletes were concerned coming post-pandemic. But the city is alive, the streets are lined, and everyone is patiently and anxiously waiting for the athletes to come out. All right, we'll check back with you shortly, Trenier. Those lead vehicles, as you know, Jenny and Greg, they kind of yo-yo back and forth above the pack. So we, you get a real bird's eye view of the runners, and they got to pull up ahead to get around a corner. There's some real gamesmanship, Jenny, isn't there, into covering a marathon from a lead vehicle? Oh, absolutely. I was on that lead vehicle for 13 years, and it's very, very exciting. But, yes, it's uh, – the nice thing, though, is you can see, you obviously can see the front pack, but you can also see a little bit maybe the second pack who might be creeping up on the first pack. So there's, like you said, a lot of gamesmanship going on there. And lots of cowbells. <laughs> lots of noise. Exactly. Lots of cowbells. Hey, uh, here's our cowbell guy, Gabe Ramirez. He's going to be uh, riding through all the cowbells at all the neighborhoods today, soaking up all the parties while the marathon rolls through Chicago. Gabe, you got the, you've got maybe the one assignment I'd want to flip-flop uh, spaces with today. Uh, how's it hanging at the start of this race? Gosh, Jenny, Greg, i got to be honest here. This is my first time experiencing the Chicago Marathon, and I'm disappointed in myself for not having come out here sooner. As the two, as Shanir and Eric mentioned, the energy is absolutely amazing. We're turning uh, off of State Street right now onto Jackson, and there is literally about a thousand people on the corner right now. You see flags from a ton of countries. You see people supporting the, uh, their fellow runners. I mean, it is an amazing atmosphere out here, guys. I got to be honest, one of the best things I've seen in Chicago so far. Well, you're going to be heading through some serious partying in those neighborhoods, so hold on with both hands, and we'll catch up with you soon, Gabe. Thanks for checking in, Gabe Ramirez. Along with our reporters on the course, uh, Jenny and Greg, we're only in the second mile here. There's a big pack of elite men and women, but we know Ruth Chepengedich, the 27-year-old Kenyan defending champion, with the fifth fastest marathon of all time set in Dubai just about three years ago. She's got a, a male pacer out in front of her. She pulled away from him, Jenny, at about eight-plus miles last year. Is the game plan for Ruth to ride her pacer a little longer this year? Yes, that's what she would like to do, but of course... If the pacer's going too slow for her, she's not gonna. She's gonna do the same as last year. But I think she's got a little bit better handle on it. Um, last year, she went out lightning fast and suffered over the last several miles. Still managed the win, but um, I think her 
ideal would be to go with the pacer as long as she can today to help her out. All right, we've got some early math pouring into our broadcast position. We've got Bob Gordon, our official Bank of America Chicago Marathon spotter. Bob's out here handing out numbers to Greg and Jenny. Uh, any early feedback on the stats we're seeing, the splits we're seeing, Greg? Yeah, the men went out first mile 440, second mile 445. Uh, fairly quick, the 202 pace uh, approximately, which you know we talked about earlier. But uh, again, I think the early miles, people settle in. So you won't really get a sense of we're, you know, what their pace is really going to be like until about six or seven. Yeah, and Ruth, oh my goodness, she went out first mile 447, scaled back a little bit to wow. 456, but right now she's going for it. She is flying. Wow, Ruth Chepengedich. I know she put up a blazing sub 212 pace to start last year. That blazing sub 212 pace, is that about what she's on again now, or is it too early to tell? little too early to tell let's see you know start of a race for anybody especially the elites are about kind of getting that nervous energy out of you and i usually you know it takes about the first 5k to really settle into where you're at um so it'll be interesting to see over the next you know two or three miles where that pace kind of ends up evening out but obviously She's going for that record. She's got a look of determination on her face. Yeah, it looks to be a good dozen men sticking together behind at least two official pacers, while Ruth Chepengedich, the defending champ, is just out swinging those elbows at blazing fast speed, ponytail swinging back and forth. It looks pretty much, Greg Meyer, like uh, a slice of last year. It, it certainly does, you know. And, uh, again, Ruth going out hard like this, that's – that's her mentality, you know. It's like, okay, let's see who's fit. Let's let's go, you know. Who wants to come with me? And right now, nobody wants to go with her. You know, the men's side, I think, you know, they're, they're out fast. It's going to be a good pace for them. Sometimes I worry. You, know, you can see a race develop where even though they have pace setters, the group, for whatever reason, decides, yeah, I don't want to do that. And if they're focusing in on one person and that one person doesn't want to go fast, they all sort of wait. But where this year's field, any one of them can win. So I think they have to run fast. They have to stay with each other. Right, Interesting right. dynamic. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, yesterday Ruth had mentioned, okay, I'm thinking about going out around 68, but I'm going to decide in the morning. And she is right now right with her pacer. So obviously they've decided to go out a little quicker than 68 pace, I would say. The women's course record set in Chicago in 2019 by Bridget Koske is also the current world record. Koske ran two hours, 14 minutes, four seconds. That would be a dream time, I suppose, for Ruth to reach today. Oh, absolutely. Um, she's mentioned that a world record is in her sights. Um, she's obviously going for it. But it's also important for the women in that second pack to keep after it because if Ruth starts fading back they can catch up to her they could potentially overtake her so it's important for their mental state to know that they're still in it yeah when you build a race like this you're imagining competition playing out in a certain way whether it's ruth versus the clock and her pacer with the rest of the, the pack behind her or the men in about a bunch of 10 or 12 coming out and maybe uh having a star coming out of that field today. Let's go to race director Kerry Pinkowski and his early thoughts, Kerry, on how this race is shaping up just a couple of miles in. Well, our guys, you, you can see the two uh, two pacers in the blue. They're doing a, uh, a great job of kind of uh, 
maintaining and controlling uh, the pace with the men, which is which is on schedule. I mean, it's the Ruth Chep and Gettich show. Um, you know, I'm just going to historically think about Joan Samuelson. You think about uh, uh, Catherine DeReva. You think about uh, uh, Paula Radcliffe. You think about uh, Bridget Koskai. They threw caution to the wind. This this is what I like about Ruth Chep uh, and Gettich. She's cut from that same cloth. I mean, it's, it's she's the only person she's worried about today is the stopwatch. And... Uh, Who's behind her? It doesn't matter. Uh, I think she realizes that there's a chance for her to do something historic. Um, when you have the fitness and the planning and the opportunity, um, you're going to take advantage of it. And that's what great ones do, you know. And uh, we can just sit back and enjoy it because I don't think she cares about anything but the, the stopwatch this morning. And, Carrie, was that what you were hearing coming into this race as far as tactics and fitness from Ruth Chep and Gedich? Was everything sort of pointed to the performance that we're seeing unfold now just at about the three-mile mark, blazing fast? Uh, she was very, very uh, uh, quiet and subdued about what her plans were. But, um, you know, talk and planning uh, on Saturday and Friday and Thursday is kind of irrelevant. This is, this is, the, this is the real time, so... I mean, that's why we went and got her. That's why she's here. That's why she enjoys coming to Chicago. Uh, this is uh, this is an event and a course in a, in a city where uh, athletes have done historic things. So you got to admire admire. But I think she wants to have her name etched on the on the uh, in the annals of history here, like uh, the great champions that have come before. And she's on her way in the lead. And what she wants is a back-to-back victory and maybe a record. Carrie, you go ahead and stand by. We'll spring you for now and rejoin you. You'll rejoin us a little bit later on the broadcast. It's the 44th Bank of America Chicago Marathon. We're on until 10 a.m. on Sports Radio 670 to score. It's Josh Liss along with Greg Meyer and Jenny Spangler here near the finish line. We've got dozens of closed-circuit feeds following all the runners. And while we just talked with Carrie about Ruth versus the field in this attempt at Bridget Koskai's Chicago record and also current world record. The men's field seems to be stretched about two, three wide with a lot of familiar faces and names. But is Connor Mance in the mix, Greg Meyer? I don't see him in there right now. I, so my guess is he's dropped back just a hair to get back on his pace because right now they're running a little bit fast. They're, you know, they're, they're on two, three, two, you know, two, three, two, four pace. He was hoping for around a 2.7, so, you know, I think he is running a smart race, um, sort of staying within himself. Um, I think the field, like any, like every year in the men's, or any field, as the pace quickens, as, as you get farther into it and the race heats up, it's like an iceberg. People start to melt off. And that's yeah, to that I point, think, there was a seven-man pack through 19 miles last year. Yep, and then it melted really quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to three. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> know, and that's and when uh, Seifu shook off uh, Galen Rupp you know. and uh, Eric Kiptanui. I do have a question for Jenny, though. You know, when we talk about Ruth going for this, uh, you know, world record, it's over a three-minute PR. So either there's something in her training that's told her she can do this, or is this just... Geez, you know, this is how I win. I destroy the field, and then I can coast in. I, I don't know. Well, I re- firmly believe that every athlete has their own personality when it comes to racing, and Ruth seems to like to just go after it and see what happens. And so she's. Ra- I feel like she's racing within herself. Obviously, she's talked to the pacer because the pacer is right with her. So, yeah, 
I would also, I feel like if I was Ruth, sort of be thinking back to last year, kind of fading over the last few miles, but obviously she knows what she's doing. She's raced a lot. She also knows this course well. So I know she knows where her points are going to be at, where she maybe she wants to pick it up or maybe she wants to back off a little bit. But right now um, she's going after it. So it'll be interesting to see. You know, I do. We were talking about the men. I know like the top 10 men right now are 204 pace. Connor Mance right now is right around 206, 207 pace. And I think that's where he wants to be. So I think after those opening few miles, he said, OK, I need to back this off a little bit first marathon you want to get through it cleanly and successfully um, and just kind of bide your time a little bit and then maybe over the closing miles if he's feeling great he'll pick it up and you know really start competing yeah the 25 year old american mance said i think a sub 207 is a big stretch goal and if you're saying the men are on a 204 pace again the men's course record is 203 Forty-five. Go ahead. What are your numbers, Greg? At this, they're juncture? actually on two hundred three pace. You know the, the way they're running right now. Uh, they're you know, on course record pace. An, another update: four forty-one for that fourth mile. Um, yeah, they're they're not slacking off. They didn't go out hard and then settle in. They're they're staying right on it. And again, that pack will stay together. I think this year because any one of them can win. They all feel like they have that chance. Wow, as this race uh, plays out, guys, in just the first few miles as they head north along the course, and also the wheelchair racers are going to be in in about an hour. want to mention that um, as they run north uh, on the Chicago Marathon course. I want to get into some of the names on the men's side, but I didn't want to forget to point out when it comes to speedy Ruth Chepengedich, who's already blowing away the women's field, she's mostly self-coached, and she's a mother. I think her daughter is almost 11 years old. Her name is Charlene. And I just think, you know, being a mom at this top level of competitive sports is pretty darn amazing. It is amazing. You know, it takes a lot of, obviously, time and energy to be a mother. But it also gives your life balance. And so I think that is an asset to her. You know, she comes, trains very, very hard. Whether she has a great day or a bad day of training or racing, she can come home. Uh, and, and be a mom, and it's just kind of a, a second, her second like life uh, that provides balance, and I think that's important for runners. She talked about that, and she said her daughter is what gives her motivation, you know, and it, it's it, every athlete draws that motivation from somewhere, and I think she gets that from her daughter and her family. And the oldest of five children herself, Ruth Chepin Gedich, like a lot of Kenyans, would run back and forth to school each day absolutely good base training you know she also trains with three or four men so she is self-coached but she's you know used to running with the men and training with them and i think that's you know important for on a day like today and just to let you know she is averaging sub five minute pace for the first four miles you know that's a, that's two like 211 pace for the end we are on a blazing fast pace to start today, course record, potential world record pace on the women's side. It's Ruth Chepengedich versus the clock. We should mention, guys, we'll pat all ourselves on the back. We all did pick Ruth in the prediction department. <laughs> hey, to there's a long today. way to go, so let's not pat ourselves too often. But on the men's side, it, it, yeah, it's a long way to go, but her form looks pretty strong, and we'll keep you updated on Ruth. On the men's side, 
all of our insiders have picked different winners. I, I put a check mark next to Benson Kipruto, uh, 2021 Boston winner. Jenny, you went with Stephen Kisse, who's the Ugandan 33-year-old who made his marathon debut and lost by a second earlier this year in a race. And let's see, Greg, you went with Herpasa Nagasa. And then both Trenier and Chris went with the defending champion Seifu Tura. So those are some of the names as we bring bring Chris back into our broadcast coverage. What do you think of our picks right now, Chris? Well, they're all still in it as we are now running through Lincoln Park, coming up to the zoo, uh, and they're all looking really relaxed. But this is an important part of the race because we've gotten through the loop, we've got some of those early jitters out, uh, and now they're able to settle in as, as you guys were talking about earlier. We've seen the two packs break, so now the elite pack is truly uh, the elite pack following the pacers, and they're running relaxed, which is really what they have to do is they take stock as to where they are and what everybody else is doing over the next 10 miles or so. And as far as numbers, guys, we're looking at a course record pace on the men's side. What are your numbers telling you out there? And is there any sense that uh, this pack is going to thin out anytime soon? I'm, I'm guessing not, Chris. No, I don't think so. This weather is too good. The crowds are, are out here in force, which is nice compared to last year. There's really no reason for the, this group of athletes, as fast as they are and as fast as they have run, to thin this early, unless somebody's having a bad day. They are well within themselves. They're still running just in that mid-440 range. So they are comfortable. They will be comfortable, and they're not going to have anything that really impacts them other than just having a bad day individually. So I think we're going to see this pack stay together for a while, especially with the Pacers doing their job. All right, Chris, you stand by. We'll catch up with you shortly. The elite men are just a few miles into today's race, the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Trenier Moser, our five-time U.S. champ, NCAA All-American, retired athlete. She's following the lead women on the scores broadcast for the second time. Uh, Like we keep saying, Trenier, and like we've all sort of predicted, it's Ruth versus the clock. What are you spying on her race so far? Like you said, we all called it. All eyes are on Ruth. She is out here. It's just her and her pacer. Um, she's clicking fast. Um, she settled in to 455, 457 pace. Um, she's just very, very commanding. She looks relaxed. Her pacer's doing a great job at sticking to that pace. And she's doing a great job of just staying patient. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing going into this, is sticking to your plan and just staying patient. Um, and she's doing that. And also, the biggest, I was able to talk to her a couple days ago, and I asked her, what is the one thing that you want people to know about you that hasn't been said? And she told me that she is determined and she is focused. And you can see that in her running today so i think we could possibly see something special from her a determined and focused ruth chepin running at women's course record pace looking to defend her championship is she still with her pacer noting to our audience trainer that she dumped him at about eight plus miles last year is ruth still following her pacer yeah she is still with the pacer she's right on his heels so i can tell she's getting a little antsy but She's sticking to the plan right now, and he's doing a great job, and she's doing a great job just sticking with him. It's Ruth versus the clock. While on the men's side, defending champion Seifu Tura is in the mix with about a dozen other men. The wheelchair athletes are spinning through Chicago as well. 
including nine-time winner Tatiana McFadden and another U of I competitor, Susanna Scaroni, who's finally back from a rough car accident a year ago. On the men's chair side, you've got the defending champ Dan Romanchuk going for four in a row while the silver bullet Marcel Hoog is tailing him. We've got a lot ahead today. The finishes of the race, the big moves and more, all the reaction with Greg and Jenny. It's Josh. We're alongside Columbus Drive near the finish line. We've got two hours to go. Stick with us. It's the 44th running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon on Sports Radio 670, The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.